Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 65 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Grant Double Dutch Bus Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Good, Phil. <laughs> uh, if you couldn't tell, we're talking about College Road Trip uh, today. Most people probably couldn't tell. Yeah, that's probably true. I, that's a song. That's like a legitimate song that yeah. came out um, in the 70s, 80s? Something like probably that. Probably 80s. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, it is a big part of the movie that we're talking about today, College Road Trip. Uh, that's a new watch for me, and um, I've, it's bound to be... Yeah, you've definitely seen it before, Yeah, like the last couple this of weeks. This was like the second time I've seen it ever. Okay, okay. Um, and of course, as every week, uh, we're going to be talking about WandaVision. Um, you doing all right these yeah. days? You're it's, getting into some softball stuff? Yeah, and- busy times for sure, but it's good. Yeah, I'm young, so glad I can do it now. You're also young's ma. Yes, that too. Yeah, uh, we're excited to talk about WandaVision. There's going to be a lot uh, to to discuss on today's episode for sure. There's a lot of a lot of theories and, and and cool. Just, I mean, I can't wait for the finale. This week is going to be insane. Um, if you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial De- Disney Plus podcast re- reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. And uh, we want to start out a little different this week. Uh, we got some reader, uh, listener mail, I should say listener mail, not reader mail, um, that we received this week uh, from uh, Christopher Gressley. And I, I wanted to read it because um, yeah. we love hearing from our listeners, like we say every week. And so uh, this is what he said. I, I want to start by saying this. At the end of every episode, we always say, write into Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com, just like Christopher did. And give us a review of, of something that you've seen that you want to talk about, maybe something mm-hmm. we haven't reviewed. And that's exactly what he did. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So this is what he, he emailed me. Uh, he says, uh, Flora and Ulysses was actually very good. Now, I'm, I'm going to read the rest of the email here in a second, but on last week's episode, we kind of made fun of this movie. And <laughs> I, I, I called it A Girl and Her Squirrel. <laughs> but it, we were very down on it. Yeah. Just in general, we're just like, okay, this is not a movie that we're going to enjoy. But it, I, I don't know how old Christopher is. Uh, you know, maybe Christopher right into the show, let us know how old you are. But uh, he liked it. Like, he, yeah. he's, he said it was really good. So this is what he said. This is his review. He says, uh, a girl from a broken home finds a squirrel that happens to have superpowers. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of sold there. Yeah. She lives in the real world and knows about Iron Man, Wolverine, Spider-Man, may even know about the MCU. Yes, it's a little predictable, but I had low hopes, and it 
far, but it far surpassed my expectations. I think this movie would pair nicely with a WandaVision episode. Just saying, love the show. It's a highlight of my week. Thank you very much, Christopher. That was awesome. Thank you. Um, so, uh, we, we love being the highlight of anyone's week really. Um, and, uh, we enjoy doing this ourselves, but we like, um, you know, making you guys happy too. So, um, so yeah, more of a superpower kind of feel to it, which uh, mm-hmm. I didn't get that from like yeah. watch, watching a little bit of the trailer in the screenshots of the film that um, it's it's it kind of involves like superhero ness. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what do you think? Is, is this something you might want to check out, or maybe eventually once yeah. things slow down? Right now, it's pretty busy, um, so don't have a much much extra time so yeah but probably when it slows down maybe this summer definitely tune in yeah. and watch it yeah it could be a good summer flick um i tell you what christopher I, I might actually check this out in the next week or two um i you're not the only one that's actually recommended it um we are on a podcast network we actually don't really talk about very much about it we probably should more but uh called studio dna uh you can find out more at studio dna.media and um Another podcast on our network called Sif Pop just um, actually just kind of talked about it a little bit. It wasn't like a full-on review, uh, but they gave like a five-minute little kind of advertisement for it. And um, Aaron Dicer on that show said he really liked it. Um, he said it was actually yeah. like a really good movie. Um, so I think he was the same as Christopher, like just really surprised um, yeah. by how much he liked it. So, um, you know, it's it definitely seems more geared towards a younger audience, but could have some stuff that would appeal to adults too. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Christopher, I, th- I think you sold me. I, I'm, I think I'll check it out. Um, it's not a very long movie. It's, it's just a little bit longer than college road trip. It's like hour and 32 minutes or something. Okay. Like so I mean, you can certainly get through it pretty easily. So, um, thanks for writing in the show. If you want to write into the show, you can do so at the same email address as Christopher. Just, uh, send an email to Disney plus reviews. That's P L U S all spelled out. Uh, Disney plus reviews at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. So thank you, uh, Christopher for doing that. Um, before we get into the main discussions for today's episode, we'd like to do news of the week. And, um, one, there are several things that kind of came out, but, um, I think the biggest news of the week, as far as, you know, announcements from Disney plus was, they dropped a ton of release dates. Yeah. It's kind of like, here's what's coming up in the next quarter of the mm-hmm. year. Um, and several of them were surprising to me. Some, some stuff that I didn't think was going to be ready is ready. And so they're, um, you know, kind of, I, if, if anything, it seems like they're kind of moving up their schedule a little bit. So um, here's the list. And then you kind of tell me which ones yeah. sound interesting to you. Um, Star Wars, the bad batch, which is um, a- animated May 4th. Uh, Marvel's Loki, we knew that was coming June first. The Mysterious Benedict Society, I don't know what that is, but it, it's coming out in also in June, June twenty fifth. Monsters at Work, July second. You can tell how close these dates are; like they're mm-hmm. they're really turning this stuff out. Uh, Ch- Chippendale Park Life, July twenty third, which I think is a movie. Is that a movie or a series? I think it's a series. About oh, is it? Okay. Them kind of living at Disney World. Oh, maybe interesting. Something like that. Okay. Uh, and uh, Turner and Hooch, which is obviously a remake. Yep. It, you know, the, the there's a, the great Turner and Hooch from uh, yesteryear with Tom Hanks, but um, July 16th. And then High School Musical, the musical, the series, season two, 
is set for May 14th. So it, actually, that's like the second one that's coming out that they announced. And then Zenimation Season 2, which I'm not familiar with that either, is June 11th. So it's like literally like almost every date, every Friday that's, mm-hmm. that exists from May 4th to July 16th. There's only like a couple Fridays in there that they don't have something new coming out. Yeah. It's, it's going to get nuts. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. They're really kicking it up in uh, year two of Disney+. Plus. So which one's going to stand out to you is like, I'm definitely watching that. Um, I would say two really stick out for me. Um, High School Musical, the musical, the series, season two. Uh, Caitlin and I, that was actually the first show we uh, watched when we got Disney+. Plus. That was the f- We even watched it before Mandalorian because we weren't really oh, yeah. bought into Mandalorian. So that was a big one. And... Hopefully we can just redeem ourselves after that wonderful Christmas special. Um, if you've forgotten about the Christmas special, go back and I think a lot listen of people have. to uh, our December take on that, um, and you won't be disappointed. And but don't watch the Christmas special; just listen to us. For, and for real, like legit, do not watch it. Like yeah. um, we we had one of the I think one of the funniest conversations we've ever had oh, yeah. on this show. <laughs> reviewing that thing um yeah i've i've talked to many people that love this the series season mm-hmm. one and just could not i like i talked to one person who couldn't finish it he's yeah. just like i, I it was i could watch it for sure <laughs> and then i would say loki for sure because uh loki was one of the shows that i was most excited for when i heard uh the shows that mcu was going to churn out yeah and then with uh the success of wandavision I feel like everything after this must be really good because WandaVision has been excellent. Yeah, WandaVision, I feel like just anecdotally, it was kind of like that show that people weren't sure about yeah. going into it. Like they saw a trailer for, you know, a teaser or whatever for Captain Falcon. They're like, That's, that looks great. They saw the Loki stuff like, oh man, that looks really surreal and awesome. And then WandaVision trailers came out and people were like, I don't know what that is. I, yeah. I'm not so sure about this, but yeah, now that WandaVision has come out, it's a huge hit. I, I haven't talked to anyone that's been, mm-hmm. um, you know, unimpressed. And yeah, I think it's it's all downhill from here. Yeah. I, like that stuff's going to be really good. Uh, I everyone knows I'm. If you listen to this show, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Um, mm-hmm. I'm super excited for the Bad Batch. Uh, the Bad Batch is um, they they've only received a four episode treatment period like in all okay. of star wars like they got four episodes in season seven the, the latest season of the clone wars the first four episodes were all about the bad batch and that's it that's all we know about them yeah and so like they're getting their own show which who knows how many episodes it's going to be it might be six it might be eight um <clears throat> it's, pro- it's certainly going to be a short season but um they're getting their own like named show star wars colon the bad batch so um i'm really excited about that those are really cool characters yes um and then I think Monsters at Work will be fun. Um, yeah. We haven't seen anything from these characters in a long time. Yeah. Um, I read up on that one. Uh, that that would probably be my third one. Um, what I read was this is pretty much like kind of the sequel to Monsters, Inc. Cool. So I feel like that will be exciting. And I don't think I've even seen the original Turner and Hooch. So probably pass over that yeah. as long as, unless we're watching it for the podcast. Yeah, I definitely watched the original Tom Hanks, but um I don't remember it very well. Like mm-hmm. I I honestly couldn't tell you any like major scene. I just remember like a lot of like slobbery dog, you know, yeah. messing up the house kind of stuff. Um 
So I, I have no idea. I haven't even seen the trailer or anything uh, for the remake, so I don't know what to expect there. Um, and Chippendale, probably pass over that, unless it's like, I really like Chippendale Rescue Rangers yeah. as a kid, but if it's not really like that, which I've heard that there might be like a live action remake of that eventually. But is this not, is this fully animated? I don't even know. Let me see if I can find like a, a screenshot of it or something. Um, I uh, thought I saw something about it being like a, almost like a uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks style, okay. kind of like, like a, a CGI yeah. chip and a CGI Dale with like human actors. But um, yeah, I may, I may be just imagining that. So um, no, it looks like I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, it is fully animated. Okay. It looks like um okay, so yeah, Google this if you're interested, I, I guess. Um if you're not then <laughs> forget what I'm about to say, but um the animation actually looks like the new the newer Mickey Mouse stuff that they've been doing okay. uh, like since 2019. And so uh yeah, I might check this out. This this honestly this might be I am interested to see what the rating is if it's I'm you can tell I'm a dad right now. Uh, if it's like TV Y seven, it's probably a little too old for our daughter to watch. She's mm-hmm. four. Um, the the newer Mickey Mouse stuff, we don't we don't really let her watch that because um, it's I think just a little edgier um, than what the typical stuff she watched. She she watches a lot of Disney Junior. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what kind of age group they're they're going for. But yeah, it's, it looks animated and it looks in the style of the the newer stuff that they've been doing. So. Um, and then there's a, a new series that I hadn't even heard of called Big Shot. Um, yeah. It's a uh, John Stamos. Um, oh, yeah. It's the basketball. Is any like a girl's basketball coach or something? I, di- I, I didn't look it up. I, I, I should have, but um, I don't know that that's dated. I In this article that I'm looking at, they just say it's coming. So you would assume it's coming in, in you know, during that window, that same window. But um, yeah. Okay. So but, it's it the rest of the cast are people I've never heard of. Yeah. But I mean, at least we're getting a lot of new content. I mean, I feel like Yeah. For a lot of streaming services, it's kind of like, What have you done for me lately? Yeah. And Disney Plus just keeps churning stuff out. And I feel like that's why they've been so successful so far. Yeah. Cause I mean we kind of we kind of got in that first year lull where we weren't getting a ton of new stuff. Yeah. But I mean, then the year two of Disney plus hit and it's just left and right. Yeah. It's exploding. I, I think it's the one, two punch of new streaming surface mixed with pandemic. Yeah. And like the pan- pandemic honestly is giving every, all this a boost in the arm because mm-hmm. you know, they might've released to turn and hooch to movie theaters. They might've released, you know, X, Y, Z into movie theaters. They can't do that now. So yeah. like, we're just getting a ton of stuff on Disney plus and it's going to make Disney plus super valuable. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's not to even speak of like the movies premiere access for Raya, you know, that's coming up and stuff like that. There's, there's just going to be a ton of stuff to watch. So yeah, I think, I mean, once, once WandaVision's over, Captain Falcon starts in March, and then from that point on, it's just going to be hang on for dear life. Like yeah. every week, there's going to be like a huge property that comes out. So um, yeah, we'll have a lot to talk about on the show for oh, sure. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, and Game Changers, mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of stuff to watch. Cool. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up news of the week. Let's get into our first discussion for today, and that is WandaVision episode eight. Uh, this is the penultimate 
episode yeah. of WandaVision. Uh, the finale is happening this weekend as we record this. And uh, it was a big one. Um, this episode is very different than mm-hmm. the rest of the series. I guess you could say that about a lot of the episodes, though. Yeah. <laughs> every every episode is, I guess, pretty different. But um, this one was called Previously On, which is a perfect title. Um, almost the entire episode are flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um you get a little bit of current content, like what's happening in the real world outside of the hex, but um, not as much as we thought. We yeah, were. not not nearly as much. Um, there's a big scene at the end so that's post credits that we'll we'll get to. That's you know that has a lot of people buzzing and theorizing, but you know most of it was just kind of shedding some light. One of the things we definitely wanted to get from this episode, and we definitely got, I would say even more in spades than I thought we would, was explain the hex explain wanda how how involved was she is agatha involved at all like it answered a lot of those questions we still have some lingering questions um, that we'll see hopefully answered in the finale but it did answer for me a lot of the questions um that we have been asking on even on the show so um what were some of the questions that you feel like they answered pretty well and kind of gave us more of a understanding about well i would start with uh the biggest question that uh, I had was, well, how did she recreate vision or how did she bring vision back to life? Yeah. And this was kind of a shocker to me, but um, which, I mean, looking back at it, I don't know if I should have really been that shocked because I've always thought director Hayward was kind of a jerk from the start, but knowing that Wanda didn't even steal vision's body was kind of a shocker to me. Okay. So, Let's let's talk about this because this was super confusing to me. I watched this episode twice, mm-hmm. and even after this, this is one of the only ones I've watched twice because I wanted to get all the meat right. Yeah, um, that scene where they show her one of the big flashback scenes, maybe the longest one in the episode, is her going into Sword yep. facility and seeing Vision. She actually like flies down to the uh, or jumps down, I guess, to the floor and and sees his body like in pieces, you know, mm-hmm. and it's the same CCTV footage that we had seen, you know, the security cam footage yeah. that we had seen before. And I was like, okay, this is where she takes him, but she walks out without him. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so what did we see? I guess they never showed us actually the, the, they, the security cam footage never showed us, showed her like grabbing vision and walking yeah. out with him. Um, what I've, what I vaguely remember from that episode is what we saw was when Wanda opens the door for herself. Okay. So that's what oh. Hayward shows them. So then you kind of insinuate, yeah, Wanda took it by force. But in this episode, you see now Wanda's just saying that she can get the door by herself. Gotcha. So we we were basically just going on off of Hayward's word. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, kind of like looking at it in retrospect, it doesn't really surprise me that Hayward would do something like that. Oh, no. So, that was kind of the big, one of the big shockers for me. Um, One of the questions that was answered. Um, I'm going to go on record and say I was wrong about Pietro. He's He's just a fake. Well, I mean, Fietro. Fietro. <laughs> and you weren't the only one, by the way. Like, I, a lot of people were predicting similar things to what you were predicting. So I think it caught a lot of people yeah. off guard. And uh, I would, I mean, I just don't know how you could predict this show. No. It's been very unpredictable. 
I haven't listened to a lot of content like what we're doing on the show. I'm sure there's a lot out there. I just haven't I haven't found it. I haven't listened to it. Um, there is one guy that I follow on YouTube called uh, his, his channel is called Emergency Awesome. He's really good. Yeah. Um, and he throws out these awesome theories. that are super believable. Like he's, he really does his homework and research mm-hmm. and even some, a lot of the things that he was like, this is going to happen. Didn't happen. And I was just like, yeah. dude, how could anyone possibly predict when I, like is anyone's, you know, uh, March madness scorecard, like yeah. per- perfect on this thing. Like it's, uh, I don't think anyone was calling a lot of the stuff yeah. that we've seen. One person I would be very interested to know, and I know he's probably listening to the podcast is Rick Ives. Yeah. So Rick, if if you're listening to us, which you probably are, <laughs> um, we would love to hear what your predictions were for the show. Yeah, because he's. I think he said that he was just watching it with us. Yeah. Right. He hadn't see. He hadn't gotten to see any of the footage beforehand. Um. Yeah, I would love to to have him on. We, Rick, we need to have you back on the show sometime yeah. in the next you know month or so. But um, I would be interested to see what his thoughts were. Yeah, going into the or going through this show. Yeah, I I should have got a hold of him uh, before hitting record, but I, I want to reach out to Jerry as well and see yeah. if, see if he wants to maybe come back on. But um, yeah, because there's um, there's a lot of stuff that we just were sure was going to happen that hasn't happened. Because I mean. A lot of people thought they were going by House of M, and I feel like some of the stuff has materialized, but not really yeah. that much. Because I feel like MCU kind of—they're very good at taking what they know from the comics yeah. and kind of giving it their own twist. Because like stuff that happened in like Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War, all that stuff, they kind of kept to the comics but then they give it their own twists yeah. so i mean it's very unpredictable and very good writing yeah i i have to admit i was a little bummed by the pietro thing i i we theorized on this show quite a bit about how i i really wanted it to be like a multiverse thing like yeah. um like this is actually pietro from the fox universe mm-hmm. um and he's this is his entry point into the mcu they're, they're literally ripping him out of his universe into another one. Uh, and we're just not going to get that. I, yeah. And that's, and that's fine. I mean, they're, they're telling their story. Um, I like him as a character. Like I like that actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and his portrayal of, of Quicksilver is my favorite of the yeah. two, of the two that we've gotten so far. And so not that the guy from MCU is, is a bad actor or anything. I, I just, I, I like his look and his, his, um, uh, rogueness. Like he's just mm-hmm. very sassy all the time. Like I wanted him to, be permanent into the MCU and it doesn't yeah. look like it's going to be that way. What's really interesting about how they're doing it. And I like what, what they're the choices that, 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 that they're making, but uh, it's just not what I would have made, but it's, it's fine. I love how she was talking about how like she was the eyes and ears for Pietro. Like yeah. she was listening to every word, basically like avataring through him, through his mm-hmm. body. It was super creepy, but super awesome. Yeah. Like I, I was like, man, that is such a cool, ability superpower whatever you want to call it magic power that we really haven't seen yet like in the mcu um it was really neat so um and i feel like at the beginning of the episode we probably got one of the darkest parts or darkest scenes of the show because i mean i would definitely say the first scene is kind of borderline kid friendly with agatha yeah we talked about this a little bit before we hit record, but like it, it, it was very hocus pocus for oh, me. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I feel like it's kind of always, I mean, anything that deals with witches back in the day, I feel like you kind of go back to Salem automatically. Yeah. But I mean, I would say that scene was definitely probably the darkest scene that they've had in this show. Yeah. No, it was super like black magic, you know, very, very dark. Um, her own mother attacking her. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately she kills not just all the other women in that circle, but her own mom. Like, yeah. I, like, yeah, it was super dark. Um, and you, you got to see her power, like mm-hmm. her purple, like she has this purple magic, Yeah, uh, you know, essence. And so like they're hitting her with like, is like green or blue. I can't yeah. remember. Blue. And, and then like she, she's tied up, like she has her hands behind her back and it doesn't matter. Like she, her purple magic like overcomes theirs and yeah. just blows them all away. Like I was like, wow, that's really cool. And she, and obviously we find out. I mean, this is like the 1600s, right? Yeah. So like she's 400 years old now. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty cool. And she, I feel like she's probably one of the first people that we got a new term, chaos magic. Yeah. And I feel like she's kind of the first one to be able to wield chaos magic. Yeah, that so just like thirty thousand foot view on the episode. Really, the episode, the entire episode is about her jealous jealousness. Like she she is jealous of Wanda's powers. Yeah, and she wants to know how she can tap into that. Like, teach me. Um, I I think honestly, she's probably trying to steal her powers. Mm-hmm. Like I think she wants to ultimately her end game is to to take them away yeah. from Wanda and use them for herself. Um, but yeah, she's she has been this super creepy like voyeur of, of Wanda's life in, in Westview. Like she's been watching her, you know, even through people's eyes. Like she's yeah. been the, her whole presence in Westview has all has been all about studying Wanda. Yeah. And it's, it was so, so cool how they just revealed that. Cause even on last, you th- think about like what our mindset was before we watched this episode and we didn't know anything about her. Like they had literally revealed her at the end of episode seven. Mm-hmm. So we thought like, Maybe she created the hex. That yeah. turns out to be not the case. She has no clue how the hex even got created. Yeah. Um, we thought maybe she was controlling some of the people around her. She wasn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we thought maybe she um, was, you know, sometimes under Wanda's control, sometimes not. It turns out she, she was wasn't. never under <laughs> control. Like, I, there were a lot of things that I thought might have been true, and, and it just blew the doors off those. I was yeah. just like, wow. <laughs> and I mean... I feel like this is another part where the MCU kind of broke away from the comics because a lot of the articles I had read was uh, that Agatha was really after the twins. Yeah. But I I really do think she's after Wanda. Yeah. I think she could probably care less about the twins. Yeah. She's more interested in the pow- power that Wanda has. Yeah, I could. So at the very end of the episode, when she's holding the twins, literally, like uh, with her magic powers, yeah. Um, like I think I'm sure a lot of people are watching that, thinking like, oh, she she wants the twins for some purpose. Uh, like no, I, I think it's she. They're disposable to her. Like oh yeah, I, I think she's only. This is just a bargaining chip. Yeah. But. And um. But yeah, the fact that she's that she's holding hostage children is yeah. like it's really dark for yeah. the she, for the MCU. She's really turned it up and. Um, I kind of said to Caitlin before we even watched the episode on Friday, um, I told her, get ready because this is going to be one of those sad stories where you're left with not much hope, kind of like what we got in Infinity War. Yeah. So 
I kind of knew this was coming, that um, it wasn't going to be a very happy episode. Um, There wasn't going to be much laughing in it. Right. Kind of like we got in Infinity War, and I felt like it was going to, now it kind of sets up for Endgame type, but I'm not sure we might not get a happy ending in this one. Yeah, uh, you're right. I I don't think there was any funny parts no. in this in this episode. It's it's one of the few that yeah. you can say that. Um, we got to learn. I think some of the most intriguing stuff. It wasn't like super impactful for like the story as a whole and the characters, but I loved seeing how they with these flashbacks, how they continually showed her watching television. Yeah, and how it like it literally explained everything that you had that you wanted to know about. Like, yeah. why is she going into like you know, Dick Van Dyke land and stuff like that, like in this, in this Westview town. And it's totally obvious now, like we went back and it's important to note that these are flashbacks, but these are not flashbacks that we've seen before. Yeah. These are things that Wanda knows obviously. And now Agatha knows, but we're finding out at the same time as Agatha is these have never existed in any of the movies. So, um, going back and seeing Sokovia at the actual moment that they got bombed Mm -hmm. and they're watching, um, wasn't it? It was Dick Van Dyke, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so she's like, I want to w- watch season two episode, whatever. And um, I'm like, oh, that episode. Yeah, that's great. Whatever. And, the, you know, Pietro doesn't want to watch it. And they're watching it. And she's like captivated. Like that, that uh, girl actress, that young girl actress, young girl Wanda is so good. Yeah. But she's like just, you know, just fixated on this show. And then that's when the bomb drops. And then the TV survives. And like it's still playing the episode is like their whole world is literally going to hell yeah. all around them. Um, and like how... Um, you know, she's she's going into insanity like right there as she's watching television. It it totally makes sense. Like her her level of insanity and losing her mind is so tightly interwoven with these shows and how these shows were like the way that she even knows English. Like it literally yeah. was the vessel by which her family taught. And it's kind of one of those things where we've talked about on the show where every line that the MCU has in this show is important yeah. and. They always talk about, uh, well, why don't you have your accent anymore? And it's literally because of these sitcoms. Because yep. the dad talks about how they want to be more Americanized. So they're watching these sitcoms. Yeah. This show is so good about answering the questions that you have mm-hmm. and then also answering questions that you didn't even know you had. Yeah. And we said that on last week's episode of, the, of this podcast is like the MCU is going to wrap a nice pretty bow. Like they're not going to leave a whole lot of questions for you. Yeah. Um, they may not answer every question. That's just good business. Like yeah. they, they want you to keep coming back for more MCU stuff. Um, but yeah, they, they absolutely have been answering a lot of the big questions, but also the small questions too. And I, I think that's, that's really neat. Um, that was the first scene. The second flashback was Infinity Stone. Yep. Like, how did she get? It answered basically answered the question of like, how did she get her awesome powers? Like, which we kind they kind of went there in Age of Ultron, but we never saw the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We kind of got the story of like the backstory of how it all happened, but we actually got to see it with our own eyes. And by the way, the the first scene really. Um, solidifies for us that she was born with these powers. Like this isn't something like, I think some people might've thought she got her powers when she came in contact with the infant, the mind stone. Yeah. But that's not the case. Like she, the mind stone basically took her powers and just multiplied them. Yeah. Um, I feel like it made her stronger. Yeah. And Pietro. I mean, it's worth, worth mentioning. 
Um, and then the third flashback is Wanda and Vision. This is right after the events of Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, Pietro's just died, and she's grieving from that. Um, th- dude, the best the best freaking line in this episode, and maybe w- one of the best lines in the entire season, um, was when they were sitting on the bed together watching mm-hmm. Malcolm in the Middle. Um, she's talking about grief and how like. Um, it just hurts so bad, and I, I don't I, I don't know if I can bear this, whatever. And Vision uh, consoles her and says, "What is grief if not love persevering?" Yeah. And I like I saw several people like like tweet that phrase like on Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's just such a great line. Yeah. Like it's, that's like writing gold. What is grief if not love persevering? Yeah. Um, I was like, wow, that is really good. Um, but yeah, basically he talks her off the ledge, right? Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, it's dark times and I feel like it uh, just, I mean, it's really dark for her right now. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's, 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 it's insinuated that like it's only because of vision's presence that she's even able to recover. Yeah. So in, in which, I mean that Agatha is like pushing your buttons like the entire episode, which yeah. I love. Catherine Hahn's delivery is like uh, amazing. Yeah, I, she's blowing definitely. me away. Like she was always good in all these little short little cameos. She walks on set for like two minutes or whatever. Yeah. She's always great. Her accent's always really good. You know, the little spin that she puts on words, but what make her a witch and just let her be herself, like be Agatha. And dude, she likes, she literally stole the episode from me. Yeah. So she was definitely ruthless and, I mean, I definitely think even though we only really get like two episodes of her being bad, I mean, she definitely is a villain without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I we, say, we say this every last couple of weeks. We've said it every episode, but like, I, I just, I really hope that they don't make her just a, a flat out good guy at the end. Like yeah. that, that she needs to answer for her crimes and oh, yeah. whether, whether she did it intentionally or not, like I said, you know, plead insanity or whatever, but like she, she has held hostage thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, real people, real humans. Um, we got to see that as well. Yeah. Um, the and, takeover. and I, I feel like one of the things, I mean, she says she doesn't know how she did it. And I mean, from that episode, you truly can believe she has no idea how she did it. Yeah. But I mean, she hit rock bottom and that's how the hex was formed. Yeah. And it, even though, yeah, she, she didn't necessarily intentionally create the hex. She did intentionally drive to Westview. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. She, um, I, I thought one of the, the fun it, again, such a small, you know, piece of meat, but like, I, I thought one of the cool reveals in the episode was how she whipped out like that, uh, uh, it's like a blueprint yep. of a house and like vision wrote on it and it, what did it say is like um, uh, our forever home or, or yeah. something like that. I can't remember. Something like that. But um, like they had, you could tell that they had plans to like retire there basically yep. like quit the superhero game and just, you know, live in obscurity for the rest of their days. And obviously that was robbed from her um, yeah. after the events of infinity war. But um but yeah, that that was that was like she was coming. They they had already picked out like I think they already bought the. You kind of get the impression they had already they bought the bought land, the land and stuff. Yeah, and they had ideas for it, and I mean that's probably kind of it's pretty much kind of like the snap when everybody's disappearing. I feel like it's kind of this is the Wandavision part of the snap, pretty much. Yeah. 
yeah it was it was super again the whole episode was really dark but like it was it was super um intriguing i think i think just to see her her you can watch her descend into madness in that moment um and, and obviously she creates the hex and you know quote unquote didn't mean to or whatever yeah but um yeah i mean she she definitely drove there you know to deal with her grief and she just couldn't couldn't handle it but um I want to talk about Hayward for a second because he is—he's a character that is really—he's really interesting me. Like, yep. I, he's a—he's a dirty slime bag. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. I mean, he's totally a jerk. But like, I his motivations and his ability to control the scenario around him makes him, I think, a really intriguing character. Um, he absolutely was wielding Wanda like a baton in that scene, right? Oh yeah, like, definitely. I like I had I watched it a second time just to make sure I wasn't crazy, but like he like he he definitely wanted her to do exactly what she did. Oh yeah. Which was to jump For down there. For sure. Yeah. And to to go crazy and to cuz he wants his his whole goal in life is to get vision back, right? Like oh, he, yeah. he wants definitely. his ascension weapon. Um and so like when he says um he's basically like like oh if if only someone could bring her back. We've, you know, we've been dismantling vision, trying to bring him back, but oh, if only someone with powers could actually pull that off. It's like, yeah. dude, you know exactly what you're doing right now. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So, which kind of makes the hex his making. Like, I mean, he, I know he's not directly responsible for the creation of the hex, but he kind of is indirectly responsible for it. Like, he, yeah, this, for sure. This was his plan. Yeah, he he's kind of the individual that kind of pushes Wanda to her breaking point. Yeah. And before this episode, we weren't, were we, did we even know that they had met? Mm, I mean, you kind of, I mean, I guess he, the footage, he doesn't even say that he really met with them. Cause you kind of get under the assumption that Wanda just came at like night. Yeah. And just stole the body. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that it was confirmed that they had ever met. Yeah until this episode. So when they not just meet, but like have like a face to face conversation, mm-hmm. they're on a, like a first name basis now. Yeah. Like I was like, wow, that's, that's super dark. So that was pretty cool. Um, so let's talk about the big after credits scene. Yep. I think that's, that's the one a lot of people want to talk about. Um, what did you read? what did you research? I, I honestly, I, I might not have done as much, even as much research as you did. I, I just looked up like one, one yeah. article. But um, what I had read is, is it white vision? Is that what they call him? I I heard I read white vision. I read cataract vision. Okay, um, yeah, I, I've something along that lines. But um, I've the main article that I read is this vision that they've created will end up turning on the Avengers and becoming a foe to the Avengers. And I, I find that fascinating Yeah. because Vision is not like Thanos. He's not really like any villain we've really seen. Maybe somewhat like Ultron. But, I mean, he's even more powerful than Ultron because he's literally been formed by one of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. They, 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 in Loosely. Yeah. This- in the in the MCU, like the MCU version of what we saw, because we we haven't really seen him do anything yet. Yeah. Like he basically just opened his eyes or whatever. But like, um, the only thing we know for sure is that they they could they assembled him and re- reassembled him a thousand times. They could not get him to come to come back to life. Like is that that Frankensteinian like lightning bolt? They couldn't create the lightning yeah. lightning bolt. So they 
were able to assemble him, they just couldn't give him life. And so mm-hmm. they take the that you know magical essence from the hex and feed it to him, and then that becomes the thing that brings him yeah. online. And so that was he. This got, is where good writing comes oh, into so, play. Well, it's so good because uh, they set it up earlier in the episode where Hayward was like, "Oh, if only someone could bring him back." It's like yeah. th- he he Hayward has gotten what he wanted. Like this exactly. is exactly what he wanted. <laughs> so and obviously he's gonna either turn White Vision on the hex and on Wanda and, and kill Wanda because he, he would love to see Wanda die. Oh yeah. Um, or you know, White Vision is just gonna say, you know screw you guys and I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Um, and then they're going to have to try to control him. Um, here's, here's what I thought I was going to hear at the end of the episode. And you tell me if you, you thought the same thing. I don't think this is what we're going to get, but I almost thought he, that white vision was going to open his mouth and we'd hear James Spader. Yeah. Like Th- that would have been crazy. I, like it, for if we, sure. If we had heard James Spader, I would have been like, that is off the charts. Like yeah. nuts. So I, I don't think we will. I don't think we'll get that though. I, I don't know. Um, it's going to be a long episode, but I would say you're probably right. But I would definitely say it probably instead of like a two versus two battle, I think it more creates a triangle. Yeah. I feel like in one corner you have Agatha. In another corner you have White Vision. And then in this corner, I definitely feel like, and there's been like some sneak pictures, it's going to be the twins fake vision and wanda oh all of them yeah gone in one corner yeah um what about monica uh, monica what about um uh you're right monica oh monica yeah okay i don't know why um, i thought that was wrong I, I feel like she's probably in that corner too oh in that same corner yeah okay i i i think agatha absolutely can hold her on her own like yeah. I, um i i would agree I I don't I, I still don't think that she's as power, powerful as Wanda. She certainly can't do what Wanda has done yeah. um, with the hex. But um, I don't think that that matters in a combat scene. Yeah. Like I think her ability to to perform combat is, is maybe just as good as Wanda. Um, so I think she's gonna be formidable. I I have no idea what White Vision is gonna do. Oh yeah, I I don't know either. And I'm kind of, I mean, we've kind of seen what fake Vision can do. So I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see that too. But my big question is for the show is why did Agatha even let Wanda out of her basement? Cause she was literally powerless yeah. in her basement. Yeah, that's true. So I have no idea why she even let her out. The, the only thing I could think of is that she, she thinks that she can take her powers yeah. somehow. Like she ultimately she wants chaos magic. Mm-hmm. Um, we we haven't talked about this yet. The she basically looks at Wanda in the last scene and says, "You're a myth. You're the Scarlet Witch." Yeah, and it's the first time they've it, ever used it in MCU. Yeah, that everyone knows that Wanda Maximoff is the Scarlet Witch from the comics, but they've literally never said it, which yeah. is really interesting to me. It's always been Wanda, Wanda, Wanda the whole time. Um, so a they said it, so that that's on the books now. Um, and B like it really projects Wanda as almost like this. Um, Almost, uh, uh, oh gosh, what's the Jean Grey? Uh, I'm blanking on it. Oh, um, uh, Phoenix. Yeah, it's, it's, she's almost a, Phoenix, a Phoenixian kind of character in the in the sense that the, the the Scarlet Witch is either this this myth mythical creature that's never existed, but everyone says has existed, and mm-hmm. she's finally being embodied, or it's like this. Um, 
Avatar the Last Airbender type of thing where like like every generation there's a yeah. new Scarlet Witch but like she's like the present embodiment of this like g- goddess like almost like yeah. godlike powers um, and so uh, yeah I don't know how much of that is, is true to the comics I didn't look that part up but like um, I, I think she I think she thinks she to me it seems like they're going in the direction of Agatha saying like if I can kill Wanda while she's using her powers or you know while she's attacking me or whatever that I take her powers away yeah. from her um, so yeah that's the only only thing I could think of because I mean she pretty much at the beginning of the episode she pretty much took the powers I mean, it's insinuated that she took the powers of all those people that were trying to kill her. So, oh yeah, I feel like that could be. And then she'd probably be one of the most powerful beings in the MCU. Yeah. I think there's some questions that we probably will never get the answer to. Yeah. Um, and I think one of those questions is like, what has Agatha been up to for the last 400 yeah. years? I don't think that's a question we're ever, we're ever going to know. Like, I, yeah. I just don't think that... There's, there's enough space and time to talk about everything you want to know about Agatha Harkness. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I, I think we're done with the flashbacks. I think they wanted to put that all in one episode. We might get a couple little short things, but I think the fu- finale is going to be all where, how does this, what's, what has this finale? <laughs> like, yeah. what's the, what's the, uh, what's the end of all this It's going to be drama? all action for well, sure. And I think, yeah, I think you'll see every character in the show yep. in this episode. Um, we still haven't seen the engineer, whoever this person is. It's yep. evidently a male, uh, cause Monica refers to him as a he, um, is it Reed Richards? Is it, you know, someone else? Like we, we don't know. Um, I don't think it's Bruce Banner. I don't think it's, you know, it's, I, I, I think it's, clearly not Tony Stark or like anyone that, you know, we're waiting to come back. I I think it's going to be someone that probably we haven't ever seen before um, or Dr. Strange and um, calling Dr. Strange an engineer seems kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say this would probably lead up to my big prediction for uh, the finale. Um, I would say the big cameo that we keep hearing about is one of two people. And we've seen both of them. And, but it definitely ties into future movies. It's either, we're either going to get Doctor Strange. And from articles I've read, um, there's been talk that Doctor Strange almost has like his own hex outside of the hex where he's containing Agatha and Wanda. Wow. Or we're going to get Spider Man. It's going to be one of those two. Yeah. And and I really and I really think Dude, Spider-Man would be such a huge It's it's going to end up being Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, I But both Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, quote unquote, in their next movie deal with the multiverse. Yeah. Um I read that is Doctor Strange not coming that this year? No, it's 2022. Okay, that makes more sense. I I had heard that the next time that they t- that they touch multiverse will be in the Spider-Man movie, yeah. which isn't coming out until like around Christmas. December, yep. Yeah. So, um I, we have a long ways to go from yeah. here to get to actual mu- multiverse. Um it, it could be a long like 9-month wait to kind of yeah. see if they introduce multiverse in this episode, you know, 9 months before we actually get the payoff of it. But, I mean, we've waited that long in the past for other things, too. So. Yeah, I mean, we waited a year for yeah. Endgame. Yeah, that's true. But, um, I mean, I definitely, I mean, Tom Holland always somehow Dude, ends you, up in the media. So Can you imagine Tom Holland in he, WandaVision? He, he definitely said, 
am I the big cameo for WandaVision? <laughs> Question mark. And everybody knows, everybody that knows anything about Tom Holland knows that he can't shut his mouth. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, maybe it is Spider-Man, but I mean, my prediction is that it's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange seems like the obvious one. I, I think if it's going to be a character we haven't seen, I, I really think that Reed Richards is a really strong candidate. Yeah. Um, that would be um, an awesome introduction for him as a character. Everyone would re- remember that he was in the finale of WandaVision. Um, and it would set up a Fantastic Four movie. Like th- yeah. they, they could even shadow drop that thing. Like, And it's coming out this summer. Like, Learn more about Fantastic Four yeah. or whatever. Um, I just feel like it won't be a character that we've never seen before. I feel like it yeah. has to be. Because... I don't th- They've introduced I, a lot of new characters I, in this I show. I don't really think it's MCU's style yeah. to just throw a brand new character at you and just leave it at that. In the finale. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're probably right. They want you to be excited about it. So it's, it's not going to be somebody like, oh, we're going to throw this random X-Men at you. It's yeah. going to be something big to psych people up to see a movie, whether it be Fantastic Four, the new Spider-Man, or the new Doctor Strange. Yeah. A lot of people have been saying, have been obviously, the the comparisons to House of M, you go back and listen to our episode Mm -hmm. one uh, review, and we were talking a lot about House of M on that episode. Um, It's clearly inspired by House of M. I I think that's obvious. Um, MCU has made that obvious. Um, But a lot of people because of that have been predicting that this is the creation of mutants, which is actually the opposite of house of M house of M was all about the, um, destruction. Yeah. The destruction of of mutants. Um, but a lot of people, because there's no mutants in the MCU or not yet, as we know they're coming, that this would create mutants. And I'm not so sure anymore. I mean, there's what we think that the finale might be 56 or seven minutes. It's going to be a long one, but it's the longest one. But I think, I think I'm with you. I, I think creating mutants, in the final in the final episode and then just leaving it at that <laughs> and there's nothing more we don't hear a peep yeah. for the next nine months it would be a weird move I, I think it would certainly be something that people talk about like the ending of uh, Mandalorian season two um, but I don't know man I, I I really I don't know that I want them to go that far with it I think I think we we see that in spider-man I think spider-man really is the introduce introduction of the multiverse yeah um, and then we see more of that in dr. strange so because I feel like if we've learned anything from MCU over the 12 years is they always go to hit it out of the ballpark. Yeah. And I don't think introducing mutants full on is that thing. Yeah. That the, the one exception to that is I, I truly believe that they're going to make, they're going to confirm that um, Monica Rambeau photon is a mutant. Like yeah. I, I think, I think the MCU what will go on record with the MCU is that um, Monica is the first ever mutant yeah. um, in this MCU universe and, um, and we'll see more, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that we get any more. I think Monica might, might literally be it. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I just, I mean, I would just say MCU's never really done that type. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be big and I mean, who knows? It might be something that we haven't even talked about on this show. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think wouldn't surprise me either, but it's definitely going to be big. Yeah, they promised it would be big. And I I do think that Doctor Strange is, is a big. Yeah. Like, he, he, bringing him, he's a powerful character. Bringing him onto the show, even for a single episode, is a big move. Yeah. 
I would say anybody that's been involved in any of the Avengers movies would be a big get. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, I mean, I would say definitely I'll be extremely disappointed if it's like Shangri-La or or the Eternals. Oh, (laughs) hello, guys. We've never met you. And I would probably be like, okay. I'm done with you, MCU. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. I, when did you become DC? I have really good faith, and I know you do too, in MCU to land the plane yeah. wisely. Like, I, I think I think it'll be good. When did you become... <laughs> when when did this become the Justice League? <laughs> no, in, in Kevin Feige, we trust. Yeah. Um, this has nothing to do with any of the uh, what we talked about. I just want to insert this at the end before we move on. Do you have any predictions, um, by the way? No, I, I mean, just I agree with a lot of what you said, honestly. Um, I, I think it's probably going to be a safer thing like Doctor Strange, I, th- I think, is is a big reveal, but a safe reveal. Yeah. Um, and so I think they probably go with that. Um, if they were going to introduce a character, I really would hope it would be Reed because I, I just I really like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I don't I'm not convinced of that. I think. I really want to see fo- uh, Photon. Like, I want to see Monica's powers come in like full force. Like, yeah. um, like I'm talking Captain Marvel level re- yeah. wrecking shop, like destroying homes. Like, I, I think it's going to be a big episode. I think you're going to see. We've been waiting nine episodes. This will be the ninth episode um, to see any combat of any kind, and I think you're going to get a lot, like, oh, yeah. a lot of combat in the, in the final episode. So. Um, yeah, I, I want to see Jimmy. I want to see Darcy. Like, I want to see all those characters. And I think we will. I, I think we'll get to see everyone uh, from the show in the finale. Um, I My biggest question is Hayward. I have no idea how he ends up. Like, yeah. I, I want to see him go to prison. Like, I, I want to see him them lock him up. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that they will. I don't know if they can hang anything on him. Um, so. Yeah, so I would say, like, one of the biggest questions now is, will they destroy the Hex? Which I would say that's probably a definitive yes. I would say yes. Um, as far as fates, um, Wanda, I would say is either I would say she's either dead or de- or defeated at the yep. end. Like they lock her up in a in a like a power dampening cell or something yep. like that. Um, I would say she's probably not running free <laughs> at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, unless she just disappears. Like she could literally yeah. just like vanish. And um, that's the end. Yeah. Uh, that would be kind of cool, but like I, she's gone in in, in some way. I I think that's my yeah. prediction. Um, I don't think she's. Just, they're just like okay, let, let's let bygones be gone, bygones. I think they'll make her answer for her crimes. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's it's gonna be fascinating to watch that hex come down. Yeah. So cool. Well, yeah. Oh, uh, what I want to finish with um is it's such a small thing, but I did like the mechanic in this episode of. Agatha making Wanda participate in the flashbacks. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And it's something we, you normally wouldn't see. We're typically, we're used to like, um, this is your life. It's a wonderful life type of like mm-hmm. going back and, and, you know, and watching these scenes play out. Um, and it was, it was that, but she was making Wanda. She's like, I'm not going to let you just be a, an observer here. I'm going to make you relive these moments. Like yeah. you're going to, you're actually going to be an actor yeah. in these scenes. Very but, dark for sure. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. So anyway, 
we will have to see what we think after uh, next next week's episode is going to be a big episode. In fact, we'll get to it here at the end of our podcast episode today. But um, I think we're probably going to only talk about WandaVision next yep. next week. So uh, I know Raya is coming out. Everyone's super excited about Raya. I am too. Um, you know, Grant and I and probably Caitlin are, are going to be watching it and, and talking about it. But I think we might do that a couple weeks from now. Give you a chance to to pay that 30 bucks uh, premiere access and then we'll have an, an episode just to, devoted to that. Mm-hmm. It, that's a skippable episode. If you don't want to be spoiled on it, you're going to watch it in three months or whatever. We'll keep it as a separate episode and I think next week we'll just do WandaVision. So. Sounds good. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, get into College Road Trip. Um, this is a, what, late 2000s? 2008, 2009, something like that. Okay. Um. Uh, mostly Martin Lawrence and Raven Simone. Oh yeah, uh, movie. This is a, a daddy daughter movie. If you've ever seen one, um, it is. Here's the premise of it. Um, I'll, I'll kind of give you the premise, and then I'm going to let you run uh, with it, uh, okay. Grant. But um, here, the premise of the movie is basically uh, dad of high school stu- about to be college student girl is she is wanting to go to they live in Chicago area, but she wants to go to school in Washington, DC. Like it's 700 miles away. Yep. And, uh, obviously, you know, doting dad says, no, no way. You're going to be like, you know, 28 minutes from our house. And he's this police officer. He wants to control everything in his life, including his daughter. And, and basically that it's the movie's called college road trip because they go literally on a road trip together. They jump in the same vehicle and they go off and it basically becomes a comedy of errors of, of him trying to like, prevent her from actually going to the college that she wants to go to and instead go to the college that he wants her to go to or just go anywhere else. And um, throughout the film, obviously, it, you know, a little bit, little bit of it is kind of predictable, but he comes around to her side of, of the argument and they come to an agreement together and he ends up, you know, supporting her decision uh, in the end. So that's, that's kind of the, the idea of the movie. Um, it's Martin Lawrence, who's one of my favorite He's a top five comedian for me. I love, love, love Martin Lawrence. The Bad Boys movies are some of my favorite uh, comedy slash action movies of all time. Um, and so I was really excited to watch this. Um, I, I'm going to let you jump into it, and then I'm going <laughs> to come in with my opinion second. But I want you to t- uh, talk about how you love this movie and how you wanted us to, to How I love it. this movie. Well, do you do you love it? Eh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> when uh, I first saw this, it was in theaters, actually, and I saw it with my family because um, huh. they were uh, we were wanting to go see a family movie together, and um, I guess this was the choice. Um, I had seen Raven and That's So Raven stuff like that, um, but for me, what really made it the second time was Donny Osmond's daughter, which I don't even know her name. And th- and that's how much I pay attention. I don't really know, so I'm just gonna refer to her as Mandy from Last Man Standing. Um, Caitlin and I absolutely love that show. And what really made College Road Trip for me this time around is that it's played by the Donny Osmond's daughter is played by the same actress that plays Mandy in Last Man Standing, and that just made it so much better. And uh, I'm not going to spoil the last scene, but that's definitely my favorite scene of the movie. How many times did you watch that last scene? I watched the last scene seven times. (laughs) Seven times, folks. Yes. (laughs) And it is hilarious. And if I could, I would probably go watch it right now. Just that scene. 
Um, I, I probably won't put it in like in the show notes, but people can find this last scene on YouTube. Oh yeah, definitely. Just go last or last scene from College Road Trip, and it's definitely worth the watch. It's it's definitely one of the zanier uh, scenes oh, yeah. in the movie for sure. For sure. Um, D- Doug is um the character that that Donnie Osmond plays. Wendy is his daughter. Okay. Uh, Molly Ephraim. Ephraim. Yeah. Um, which I I've not seen Last Man Standing. I don't think I had seen her in anything um, before this movie. And just to show my age, I don't. I had not seen Raven in anything other than the Cosby Show, which <laughs> barely counts. I mean, she was a child actor for sure in that in that show. So. Which- you had to get a refresher from Caitlin that she was even in the Cosby yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, I, I probably, I had that deep in the recesses of my memory somewhere, but yeah, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd forgotten. Um, but yeah, uh, they're they're really funny. They're also in the movie for a total, once you stitch all their scenes together yeah. for like five minutes. Like it's, it's a, it has a, sh- this movie has a really short running time. It's only 83 minutes long. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yet they're only in it for five. So like it's, it's, you're not watching it for these characters. Yeah. I'm telling you the the movie surprised me in the fact that I would say 60 minutes of it, maybe 65 is literally just two characters. It's only Martin Lawrence and Raven Simone. Like, oh yeah. It's, um, it is all, it is very much, the movie is very much about their relationship. There is a mom, uh, there is a, a younger brother <laughs> and the younger brother, actually I, I enjoyed. He's, he's pretty funny. Um, he's like this uh, super sciencey kind of you know science uh, kit kind of ca- uh, character, nerd. And, yeah, super nerd. And I thought he was really good, but he's not in it very much. The wife's certainly not in it very much. Um, Doug and and Wendy are not in it very much. There's all these other like girlfriends of hers that are in it, but again, only for four or five minutes total. Like it is the movie is a duo act. Um, it's kind of a Disney Channel reunion. Because there's a lot yeah. of Disney Channel stars in this movie, so I didn't know that, but I also kind of knew that. Yeah, <laughs> like watching it, like the way that they like giggle and and like scream all the time and stuff like that. I was like, this. I feel like half of these people have been on Disney Channel. Um, so my overall feeling on on the movie is <laughs> the movie is just okay. It's it's not it's not nearly as funny as I expected. Yeah. Um, you had me at Martin Lawrence. Like when you said, <laughs> I want to watch this movie with Martin Lawrence. I was like, I will watch it because I'll watch anything with him in it. Yeah. Um, but that was, I, th- I think a lot of the downfall for me is I, if I'd never seen Martin Lawrence in anything, I, I probably wouldn't have had my expectations as high, but I came in pretty high. <laughs> like I was like kind of excited to watch it. And then, um, and then what we got was a little bit of a, a mess of a, a plot I thought, thought, thought at times <laughs> and it, it wasn't nearly as funny as it was trying to be. And I, I, I don't, I don't want to judge. This is literally the only thing I've seen Raven in. That's like a, you know, a, a like a big picture release. I, I never saw that. So Raven, I saw her on Cosby show that, you know, like I said, that barely counts. I really haven't seen her in anything. And so yeah. I don't want to judge her, her, her like ability to like convey a character on just this movie because a lot of it's writing and, and, editing and stuff like that but she just was not funny to me i i i don't think i laughed a single time in the entire film whenever she was trying to be funny yeah um i laughed i chuckled a few times at martin lawrence but i don't think he was given a lot that was really funny um i thought the pig stuff was pretty good like i kind of laughed a little bit of that i thought doug was always funny like i was i was always laughing when he was on screen um and just a, a couple little antic things and you know just it was more of a 
kind of like a <laughs> kind of laugh like throughout yeah. the whole film. I, I wasn't laughing no, out loud. No deep chuckle, really. No. <laughs> no. Um, it's, I mean, I think what I like about the movie the most is are the parts that aren't funny. And I, it, it, this movie is clearly going for comedy. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I think the, the, the parts that are interesting to talk about to me are not the funny parts, unfortunately, for a comedy. Yeah. But. Um, what are what are some of your favorite scenes? I, I have several I can mention. Um, I would say one of my first favorite scenes is when they get to Northwestern, which is where Martin Lawrence wants Raven to go. Um, when she goes on the tour with a guy that you later go on to find out that he's basically a cop that works for Martin Lawrence. I mean, I, I found that scene pretty funny and everything. Um, and when they meet Doug and Wendy for the first time, that's very humorous because um, you definitely feel like Martin Lawrence is an overprotective parent, but I feel like Doug goes <laughs> even farther and he's a lunatic for sure. What's the, I haven't seen enough of it to know that the, um, the, the famous neighbor in the Simpsons um, oh, uh, is like the super Christian dad or whatever. Oh, what's his name? Uh he he reminds Flanders. me Flanders. Flanders. Doug to me is a Flanders character. Yeah. Like he is um that that guy that's super annoying, can't stand him, and yet like he's almost one with his daughter. Like they 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 have the same minds and have all these inside jokes, and they know all the same show tunes that they sing at the top of their lungs in the these car. Two like d- belong in the nut house <laughs> yes. together. Um, so that's why I thought they were really funny. Um, yeah. is because like. I found found myself putting myself in the shoes of Martin Lawrence's character and like, what would I even do? Like, what would I say if I ran, if we're around these crazies for hours on end? So yeah, I thought that stuff was pretty good. Yeah. And then the whole P gyps sign yeah. where they basically are off roading and they have no idea where they're going. That That's pretty funny to me. If you haven't seen the movie, P gyps is police, Global positioning system yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. So, I mean, that scene is very funny. But then, so I'm telling you, you just need to go on YouTube, look up <laughs> last scene for College Road Trip. This whole movie is and, only about that last scene. Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> and so, spoiler alert, uh, Wendy and Raven end up going to Georgetown. They end up being roommates. And... So then they come home for Thanksgiving, the first time they see him, and uh, we meet Tracy, and Martin Lawrence is like, okay, that'll be okay, because Tracy's a girl's name, so there's going to be nobody. It's just going to be another one of their girlfriends, and then Tracy's a dude that Raven (laughs) is now dating, so Martin Lawrence is already like, oh, he's, and then Doug is just like, oh, you just need to let things go, buddy, and it's going to be fun, just fine. And then Wendy comes in, and she's like, Dad, I would like you to meet Scooter, which is Lucas Grabiel from High School Musical. And we had seen him briefly in the yep. earlier in the movie. He went to high school with Raven. Yeah. And so Scooter comes in, and then Wendy tells him, that they're getting married and Doug is already like kind of getting loopy now. And because I mean, they're literally freshmen and they're coming home like 
three months after they've started school, and now she's get, supposedly going to get married. <laughs> and then uh, Scooter starts singing the Getting to Know You from Sound or King and I. Yeah. Uh, or is it Sound of Music? I don't know what it's one, from. One of the two. Yeah. Um, and then Doug just goes off his rocker and, like, it's insinuated that he just, like, chokes Scooter, pretty much. Yeah, he basically pounces on him. And then and, there's roll credits. And Scooter's like, Dad! <laughs> and then he's like, getting to know you. <laughs> and, it, I mean, I w- no joke, watched that scene seven times in a row. Because it was just so funny. And I don't know if it was just because it was late at night. But, I mean, I laughed so hard. And that was pretty much the whole only time that I really laughed hard in this movie. Yeah. I I think for me, one of the best scenes, but it wasn't a funny scene. Again, my favorite stuff, it's not parts where I laughed, but um, I actually, I really liked the the bus scene. Um, So like they, as a result of the P-Gips fiasco, which ends up with their vehicle literally rolling down a hill uh, and it it ends up on their side. They can't even pull it down. Um, And they end up walking someplace to spend the night and then they have to like, ca- like find a way to carry on on this road trip. So it's a road trip where they lose access to their car in the first like day. Yeah. But um, anyway, they, they find this bus, this tour bus and they're like, Oh, I found it, found us a bus and you think it's going to be like a Greyhound or whatever, but it's, it's a tour bus and it's a tour bus for a bunch of Asian people, <laughs> like people <laughs> who are going like, to DC. Yeah. They're like touring the nation, like from Japan and um, like, it, she she gets on on both of them get onto the bus whatever and they're having a, a spout like there's fighting and stuff like that and um then she ends up taking the mic there's like a microphone at the front of the bus they're like singing karaoke as yeah. it is yeah and so she gets up there and sings um double dutch bus which is like the song that she was very special to her and her dad growing up and the way that the I think what's what's so endearing about that scene is the way that everyone on the bus jumps in and starts singing with her <laughs> is really funny. Yeah. And like, I mean, not funny in like a ha-ha kind of way, but it's like, it's really cute to watch. And yeah. um, like all the different voices of the people that jump in, they're, they're like not great singers, but they like love, you know, karaoke. I, I thought that scene was pretty cool. Like yeah. it, it almost turns into a music video for about two minutes. Yeah, and, um, I, I can see that. Yeah, it was a nice, uh, I think diversion from the rest of the film, which was, you know, more kind of on the nose comedy, but, um, that I, again, didn't really work for me, but like, I, I thought the, the bus scene was actually kind of cool as, um, it reveals on the side of the bus, it's called USA experience, which I, <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, and then the only other, again, it's not funny to me, but I, I thought one of the only other scenes that was interesting to me was they end up, um, <laughs> they, they try. So, I'm not going to go into all the specifics of this movie because a lot of this, a lot of the plot points are dumb, like like really boring. But like, there she's supposed to get on a plane because again they don't have access to a vehicle and fly the rest of the way because they have to be there by a certain date for an interview yep. to Georgetown. And she doesn't get on the plane again. Watch the movie if you're interested as to why that doesn't why that doesn't happen. And so they have to find a plane together, dad and daughter. And so they find this plane and it says. Uh, diving team or whatever and the door is open and it's covering part of the word and so they're like oh yeah we're told and the, the guy the captain or whoever is like oh you guys are into diving huh and they're like 
they're like making like underwater motions with their hands, like plugging their nose and going and like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we love diving. And they were like, all right, all right, we'll hop on board, which is super weird by the way. Like these total strangers. Anyway, yeah, hop on board, jump on the plane. They close the door and the word sky had been obscured. So it's skydiving um, team or whatever. And so they get all the way up there and they find out that they're like, um, you know, so this plane is, is going to, is landing at Georgetown and they're like, we're landing at Georgetown. The plane's not landing at Georgetown. And so they basically have to like jump out of the plane yeah. to get to the uh, college on time. So again, it's not like laugh out loud funny, but I, I did think it was a little clever and uh, a neat kind of thing to, to put in. It's like a trust thing for like trust, literally a trust fall uh, for the two of them. So how about like the mafia boss? Pretty much the guy whose oh, daughter is getting him. married. Yeah. I, they land, they land on him. Yeah. Where if he makes this putt, the guy owes him like so much money and he biffs the putt. So there's this pig in the, in the movie that is like a pet. For yep. them. Like it literally lives in their house. It's a little, um, like a very small, like pot belly yep. uh, pig. And it's like their brothers, the brother, which the brother is like a non-character to me. Like he's, he's funny, but he's not really in it very much. Yeah. But his, his main role is just to take care of this pig. <laughs> and, uh, he like, um, like, you know, smuggles himself and the pig onto the vehicle. Yep. Like they, he's not supposed to be there, but the pig like goes wild. It eats a bunch of coffee beans yep. and goes wild on this wedding reception and trashes the place. I mean, just swinging from the chandelier is like really bad. And, um, and that, that like ruined this guy's, you know, he's the father of the bride, like ruins the wedding. Yep. And then, and then we see him again when they literally land on him <laughs> as he's about to make $20,000 or whatever. Yeah. Um, Again, it got a little bit of a chuckle for me, but it's not like it's like, oh my gosh, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's it's just, you know, I think this movie probably is funnier for for kids. It's very clean, and it's I don't know who the movie's for to be honest, <laughs> except for like a like a ten to twelve year old, maybe thirteen year old. Because I think yeah. if you're older than that, you probably don't think it's very funny. If you're younger than that, you don't understand what they're doing. You don't even know what college is. Yeah. Like, I my my I work at a college full time and. My four-year-old doesn't know what a college yeah. is. Like, so I feel like those, like when I said earlier, um, with it being like a Disney Channel reunion, I feel like those are the type of people that really, yeah, gets to. Because I mean, there's a lot of people that love Raven from That's So Raven. Then you have Lucas Grabeel from High School Musical. Um, there's the girl that plays Tawny from Even Stevens. Oh, and then, okay. um, is Brenda Song in this movie? Yes, I or, saw that name somewhere. And she's from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Okay, so I mean, I feel like those who were big lifers of Disney Channel through the mid two thousands are the people that really enjoy this movie. Yeah, that that is the audience that this movie is for for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it had a, um, and that explains the the bu- budget and box office, by the way. Like, it had a $25 million bu- budget, so super small. I mean, that's yep. a, a very low number. Uh, box office was 51. So, I mean, it didn't crush at the box office, but it, it made its money back. You know, yep. uh, the audience that they were going for, I think, came out to watch it, and everyone else didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what that number tells me. But, um, yeah, I would say if, if, if you're wondering, like, is this movie for me, I really think that, 
I think I think even if you really like Martin Lawrence, you still might not enjoy the movie. Um, I, I think for me it was passable, but I'll never watch it again. Yeah. Um, but I think if you grew up with these actor actresses, most most, most of them are girls. Um, I I think you might enjoy it just because it's like oh I've seen all those people before. Yeah. Um, and other things, but and again, the story, the serious part of the story, the plot, which is, you know, her dad basically coming around to like trust his his daughter, like he's raised her to be a good kid, and but he thinks she's she's just gonna go wild when she yeah. goes into college, and she's like, no, trust me, I'm not gonna do that. And for him to finally come around and show his love for his daughter by saying, yes, I trust you, do what you want to do, go to Georgetown, go to Japan, like do all these things. I think that is for me the only interesting, the really interesting thing in the story. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoyed watching his transition as a father myself. Like I put myself into his shoes. I'm like, would I do this? Would I take these steps of trust with with Jordan someday when she's 18? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, so that, that part of the movie I actually did enjoy. It's just that's not what the movie's going for. Yeah, it's definitely. going it's going for chuckles and laughs. So um, anyway, so that's uh, that's college road trip. Anything? Yeah. Any other closing thoughts on it? No, not really. <laughs> there, there's not much to it. Um, it's I, very short. Like yeah. it's it's a short movie. I would definitely say the only way you're really going to come to terms to watch this is if. You're one of those early 2000s Disney Channel fan. Yeah, I think th- I think that's right. Because I mean, the only reason Caitlin even wanted to watch this was because Raven was in it. Yeah, yeah, and I, the only reason I wanted to watch it was because of Martin Lawrence. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of shows the difference in our ages. But um, I thought of one more thing that I did kind of find funny. I th- I actually probably laughed. Maybe the one of the hardest at this, but and again, it, it comes from being a dad, maybe. But um, James, the the father, Martin Lawrence, keeps watching these like Nature Channel documentary stuff, <laughs> um, and he's like watching, learning about gazelles, and uh, the baby gazelle gets eaten alive, and like the narrator's like narrating over it, and it's like he's like, oh, if only she had stayed with her daddy and been protected. I was like, and and he's like, Martin Lawrence, like eyes. I, I love his delivery and his facial yeah. uh, comedy is really funny to me, but like his eyes like go like saucers. He's like, Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. And one other thing that I yeah. remember now is how even like his mother, he's so overprotective of his mother too. Yeah. And he sets up like a security system Oh yeah. and how her mother's basically got like a dance class going. Uh-huh. And then she hears that her son's coming and, they do like one of those things that you would see like with a bunch of teenagers, but it's a bunch of old people trying to get out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> I, I This is definitely one of those movies where all the funny parts are in the trailer. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't even seen the trailer, and I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> so. for sure. Uh, what else have you been watching on Disney Plus? Anything you want to talk about? Mm, we haven't really watched anything else besides uh, WandaVision. Yeah. Um, we'll get to what's coming up next on Disney plus here in a second. But one of the things we talked about on last week's episode was uh, myth, a frozen tale. Yep. Um, it's a, uh, it's uh, the running time is like 11 minutes, but like four of those minutes are credits. So it, okay. It's a short, it's five or six minutes long. Yep. Uh, and there's an interview. There's like a two minute interview at the beginning. It's very, very short. Interesting. Um, what's interesting about this. Ultimately, here's my verdict. I don't recommend it. 
it's 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 I, I think it's it's totally forgettable. It's uh something I'll probably even forget even exists in a, yeah. in a few months. Okay, so that's my that's my ending statement. But um here here's what you need to know about this. This was I think I said a little bit of this on last week's mm-hmm. episode. But I'll I'll repeat myself just for a second. Um, it this was originally a VR virtual yeah. reality product, and it was not for sale. It was not something that was available to the masses until now. It was given to uh, you the headsets VR headsets were given to, to like critics movie critics and people that attended like the premieres of this oh, movie Frozen 2 right yeah Frozen 2 sorry I should have said that um, back in November of, of 2019 and they got to experience this VR experience where you're like yeah. literally walking through this world and like looking, you know, using your head, moving your head around to look around at these like deer jumping through the forest and stuff like that. Um, but like I was expecting a, a little mini story, like, you know, maybe like, um, you know, Sven is, is in it for a while or Christoph or something like that. None of the characters from the movies are in the, in the short. Uh, there's almost no spoken lines in the movie. In fact, the first two minutes of the of the, what's on Disney Plus is an interview with the director. Oh, where, great! Where he's yeah, it's ri- you, riveting. You, you know, all four <laughs> four to eight year olds. That's really what they wanted to see on I, this. I watched this with Jordan, and Jordan was looking at me like, "Are they going to show me something from Frozen?" I'm like, "Just wait. It's it'll be here in a couple minutes." But um, he was talking about how he, he was like talking really serious. He's like, we were truly inspired by Fantasia, uh, you know, the, and the remake of Fantasia. And, you know, like we really wanted to make a movie like that. And I was just like, dude, like this is not Fantasia. This is not uh, yeah. for, for sure. And so, um, it is about four or five minutes long. I think the only thing that's interesting about it, it is it is one of the only, maybe the only time I've seen the flattening of a VR, what was originally supposed to be VR, okay. into like a, a 2D. Yeah. Um, and, and you can tell it was VR in its original state because you can the camera pans a lot. So okay. it's, it's, it basically what they did is they edited this VR footage, which exists in 3D space, and they basically make the camera that you're watching on your on your you know 1080p TV at home mm-hmm. uh, as somebody that is moving their head through this space. Like it's okay. you're you're watching almost a recording of someone watching this in VR. Hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So um so yeah it's it's an interest if you're interested in the, in the tech of VR and how <laughs> that could be adapted for for flat screen. I think it's it's worth a watch. I think everyone else, including your kids, are going to be bored out of their minds. Yeah. Um, it, it was not interesting from a from a. Um, it was very beautiful to look at, and there was no substance other than that. So check it out if you got eleven minutes, I guess. But it's, I, it's for me, it was a waste of time. So uh, the only other thing I, I watched was some more Star Wars Rebels. I'm still okay. kind of uh, turning yeah. through that. I'm only watching four or five episodes a week. It's just whenever I have a few minutes yeah. to kill. So, but that, that show continues to amaze me. It's really good. Uh, before we end the show, we'd like to do what's new on Disney Plus this week and make some recommendation, recommendations for the listeners. Uh, the big one, besides you all know WandaVision season finale is coming, but the big one coming this Friday is uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, we've been waiting for this for months and months now. Uh, it is a premier access title, so yep. you do have to pay for it. Uh, in addition to your six ninety nine or you know your yearly whatever you did, Phil, you still owe me for this movie. I do. I, I need to. I'm just. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna watch it either together. Or, you know, uh, yeah. find find a way to share it. But um, 
it is 30 bucks. Yep. I know that's a lot of money um, for something like this. I think it only makes sense if you were going to go see it in theaters anyways yeah. and spend 40 or whatever in the theaters for your family or whatever. Um, so I think for me, it's worth it, especially since we're going to share the 30 bucks. Yeah. Uh, watch, for it to- sure. watch it together. I actually would like to watch this with you if you yeah. want, if you want to Sounds sit good. down on the couch and watch it. But I mean, we just spent 15 bucks to watch Tom and Jerry. So there you go. I mean, we we throw out fifteen bucks here and there, <laughs> like so it's, it, like it's nothing. Yeah, um, on so. our big teacher salary. <laughs> I mean, we're rolling in the dough, anyways. Yeah. So they did state that the uh, movie is coming for free. I mean, free in quotes um, yeah. uh, on June fourth. So like, if you don't want to watch it on March fifth, you can just wait three months. Watch yep. it on June fourth uh, when it finally comes out, out to everybody else. Uh, we are going to be reviewing it, but probably not next weekend. We're gonna yep. we're gonna talk about WandaVision. and then in two weeks we'll actually I'll probably watch it this weekend just because I know J- Jordan really wants to see it. But um, we'll talk about it in two weeks on on uh, two weeks from now. And episode. they'll get its own episode too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so that's the big one, Ryan the Last Dragon. Uh, there's really only a few other things. We had like a long list last week. This week, there's only a few other things. Uh, one of them is Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. <laughs> I, I haven't seen any of the Garfield movies, but... Um, I, I have not either, but <laughs> I'm guessing it's a, kind of a play on words from A Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> I, I know it takes place in London, I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're right. I'm pretty sure Garfield meets like his long lost relative, who's actually like a royalty. Okay, you know more about this movie than I thought you would. Um, I think that the only thing of note is that Bill Murray is Garfield. Like, okay. I, I think yeah. if you if you like Bill Murray, you might find it interesting. It's it's going to be great for kids, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's coming out on Friday. Uh, let's see, Disney Secrets of Sulphur Springs is a. I looked this up because I was interested. I actually saw this is an ongoing show. Like they're okay. like they're they haven't even released all of season one. Hmm. Um, it is it's interesting. It's not. I don't think it's for us. Like we're not the target audience for this. This is like your teen. You're probably it's like teen live action kind of show. Um, see, think CW. It kind of reminds me of, of that kind of um, okay. fair. But it is. Um, it was originally going to be a Disney Plus original series hmm. like for disney plus only yeah it got picked up by the disney channel where they're like no we actually want it to be on like on syndicated like television yeah. um and 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 then retroactively is being pulled onto disney plus so you can actually watch it either way like you can watch it on disney channel or disney plus interesting and that's i think one of the only instances i've ever seen them do this um Very so interesting for sure yeah as new episodes are coming out on disney channel they're also releasing them to disney plus so you'll actually hear me mention the show probably <laughs> other weeks as well because like every week they're coming out with a new episode yeah. so um that's called disney disney secrets of silver springs uh and then the last thing i saw was uh heartland docs dvm i guarantee you haven't heard about this one this is i'm not joking this is a reality television show about an about Nebraskan veterinarians. <laughs> oh my gosh. You're welcome. That sounds exciting. Season two is now available on Disney Plus as of this Friday, which means there was a season one that's always been on Disney Plus. Uh, Heartland Docs DVM. And I don't know what the DVM is. It's a doctorate of veterinarian medicine, medicine probably. probably yeah. yeah, we just came up with it. I bet that's right. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's literally, it's, it is a, it is, these are real people. Like it's a reality show. 
So yeah, yeah. So go I, enjoy that. I would say <laughs> everything is probably a hard pass for me, except maybe Raya and WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. Those I are mean, the only two I'm going to watch. Maybe Garfield eventually <laughs> when I have nothing else better to watch. <laughs> I would only watch that with Jordan. I, that's just not a show I'm going to I'm going to put on. So Flora and Ulysses, I can be converted. Yeah. But uh, Garfield, a, t- a Tale of Two Kitties, probably not. Um, Until Caitlin comes to the podcast and says, Phil, Garfield's I want I want to do this movie. Garfield's great. Uh, let us know what you want to hear about on this podcast or send us your own review of something that you've watched on Disney+. Plus. We'd love to include you in the show. Uh, like we said at the top of the show, that the way to do that is Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com. That's P-L-U-S, all spelled out. Disney Plus Reviews at Hotmail.com. We'd love to re- read your comments on the show just like we did for Christopher uh, at, the be- at the beginning of the show. Uh, we will see you next week for WandaVision finale. That's going to be it. Um, that's We'll take we'll have a, a huge blowout uh, episode. Maybe have a guest on uh, to talk about the finale of WandaVision next week, and that's it. And then in two weeks, we're going to do Raya and the Last Dragon. So that, that'll give you about a week to watch it, yeah. uh, to pay, pony up 30 bucks and actually see it. Um, and then after that, it's going to be Captain Falcon. And it, it's, it's, the hits are going to ca- keep on coming like we talked about at the beginning of the, of the episode. So... Uh, definitely stay tuned for that but we will see you next week for the WandaVision finale